Welcome. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We are on the air. We are uh, today on Wednesday via the hump day. Tonight, uh, looking forward to this evening. It's our first huddle day today. So I'm uh, I'm excited. Today's a good day. A lot of uh, up early today. A lot of details uh, going into the uh, charity events coming up in the next couple of weeks. We got the golf outing for Fisher House, Wisconsin on Monday. The motorcycle ride the following Sunday, September 4th. We've got our huddle coming up tonight. So a whole lot of stuff happening, but uh, I'm glad to be here today. The uh, the Brewers last night, uh, what do you say? You know, that was just, just ugly, pretty much from the get-go. Uh, so last night, the Brewers fall in uh, poor fashion. Just blech, 10 to 1, they get drilled last night. Corbin Burns takes the loss, goes to 9 and 6 on the season. And uh, last night, uh, the Dodgers, it was early, it was often. They had seven runs by the end of the fourth inning. Uh, Brewers were able to play one in the fifth, but that was pretty much it. Then the Dodgers plated three more in the bottom of the eighth just to kind of cap things off and squash the comeback if there was going to be one. Not that the, the Brewers have any kind of a potential offensive threat after the seventh inning. But that being said, 10 runs, 12 hits, and they pounded the ball last night. Pounded the ball last night. Corbin Burns, six hits, goes only three and two-thirds innings, giving up seven runs, uh, a long ball, three strikeouts, but threw a couple of walks last night. Only uh, on 81 pitches, threw 51 strikes. A little bit uncharacteristic uh, of Corbin Burns last night, night, not finding the strike zone as consistently. And then uh, Victor Caratini, uh, Victor Caratini, you heard me correct, throws an inning last night. A couple of hits, three runs. They didn't want to keep burning up the bullpen, so there you go. Suter, Kelly, uh, they go a couple of scoreless innings, giving up a few hits, but uh, all was pretty much done by then. And when you're throwing Victor Caratini out there in the seventh, you know when you're down by seven runs, it's seven to one, you're down six runs. In the bottom of the eighth, you know your team has no spark, none, none to be able to come back and do any kind of damage at all. So that was uh, that was the way things went last night. In L.A., Brewers back at it today and uh, hoping to get this, uh, the the at least two out of the three. We talked about that yesterday. You're kind of playing with house money. They've got a game. It's By the way, it's 8 o'clock tonight. 8 o'clock tonight, Central Time. Brewers on the road in L.A. So, and, uh, and Gonsolin, I, I tell you what, you talk about having an incredible year. Holy mackerel. He's, he's on, he's on the money, man. Big time. Big night for him last night. But that being said, uh, Brewers take the loss and trying to get back at it today. You, you were hoping for three in a row. It just never, unfortunately, materialized. Uh, and then up in Green Bay, uh, first of all, I thought it was rather interesting. 50 years. 50 years. Larry McCarron has been either with or covering the Green Bay Packers. So as camp kind of closed down yesterday, um, Matt LaFleur, class act. They gave Larry McCarron the practice game ball, brought him in to speak to the team, and uh, the rock, Larry McCarron, uh, is able to address the Green Bay Packers as they close down yet another training camp. But Larry's been doing this for 50 years, whether it's as a player, or as a broadcaster, doing it for a television station, whatever it happens to be. Larry's been doing it for now 50 years, and they bring it in yesterday and give Larry McCarron the football, which, which was really cool. It was a cool moment. Uh, a lot of the cameras caught it. Uh, I think they were kind of alerted. Oh, by the way, we're doing something pretty special here as we close out camp. So uh, Larry got to address the team, like I had mentioned. It was cool. It, it was a neat moment to see and on a lot of the local 
um, broadcasts anyway. Nationally, everybody's talking about the comparison. The comparison. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins says that uh, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, hey, yes, Aaron Rodgers, he's a whole other level, man. Patrick Mahomes is good. But Aaron Rodgers, now, there's two things to remember here. One is Aaron Rodgers is a different cat. He's he's mentally a different level. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a cerebral quarterback with a ton of talent. But there's a whole different chart level of smart when it comes to guys like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and company. So um, Patrick Mahomes, they're looking for reasons to be motivated uh, in this season, obviously. And uh, you've got, obviously, uh, Sammy Watkins now with the Green Bay Packers. But he was heaping some praise on his new quarterback. In an interview uh, on the Packers' official website, Larry McCarron, by the way, attributed the quote to Watkins when he was asked about Randall Cobb and compared Patrick Mahomes to uh, Aaron Rodgers and company. He said, I think Pat's incredibly good, but A-Rod is on a whole nother level, he said. He's amazing. How he controls the ball, how he puts everybody in place. I've been with a lot of quarterbacks. I've never seen them carry themselves like Aaron Rodgers. That's the way Sammy Watkins looks at Aaron Rodgers. And remember, Sammy Watkins has been praised a couple of times by Aaron Rodgers when it comes to, uh, you know, Sammy, meaning Watkins, having good practices, uh, being much better at doing what, you know, he's kind of supposed to do, getting on the same page and everything. So it, it, it at least seems like there is a, between a guy you went out and got in the offseason, not that he was going to replace Devontae Adams in productivity by any stretch of the imagination, but a guy that you went out and got in the offseason to be a veteran presence, it seems like as long as he can stay healthy that he and Aaron Rodgers are same paging it. So, which is good news. But then again, what's he on the in going back to, hey, there's two sides to this. The other side is, what's he going to say? You know, Aaron Rodgers is really smart, but Patrick Mahomes is, man, that cat's got it going on. You know? Or if he says, yeah, they're about the same, trying to be, you know, kind of play it down the middle, that's probably going to be more offensive to Aaron Rodgers, as we all know, inside that locker room. So he said what I thought he would say via the question, but it is uh, apparently blown up because you know how we are. We like to compare things and run to the other guy and say, oh, my God, you're not as good as Aaron Rodgers. You know, so I'm sure there's going to be motivation for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City this year to be as good as, if not better, when it comes to the cerebral side of the football. Not that it really matters because they're in the AFC, but you get the point. So there you go. So that's it. That's kind of the things that are going on. We're getting you ready for uh, Packers and Chiefs coming up tomorrow night. Packers heading down to Kansas City today and uh, getting ready for tomorrow night's final preseason contest. Uh, in the meantime, I got uh, this is from Anthony who says, after watching all of the Packers practices, both online and in person, I think that Watkins and Dubs are good. I think Christian Watson is going to be the guy that shines and surprise a lot of people. He just looks like he's the real deal. I've said all along, I thought Dubs would be better in the immediate future. Christian Watson, and it's boring to say this again because I go back to those that have seen him in person both after the surgery, working out on the sidelines, and now that he started practice, they all say, look, he's got all the physical attributes. He's got speed. He's got height. He's got wingspan. He's got hand size. He's got all that. But he just is a guy that has to as they say, grow into his body. His his mental state and the ability to read and react 
And then to be able to kind of transfer that to his body, his movements, his motion, his ability to get separation and such, that is a work in progress. That's going to take a little time. Not to say that he's not going to achieve it, but as far as achieving it right here, right now, I think it's going to take a little time. And that's why I thought that Romeo Dobbs would be the better right wide receiver right out of the shoot. He would be, when the pressure's on, he's probably going to be the guy you trust just a little bit more. Because I don't know if Christian Watson's going to, going to be there just yet. But I think they, they found themselves a decent wide receiver. Now we'll have to wait and see, obviously, because when it comes to draft choices, you never know. You know, you, you never know. Because, you know, today they might be good. They get injured tomorrow and they just never come back. They don't have the wherewithal to do that or what have you. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to get a hold of us, that's the number to do so. You can find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can also track us down on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Twitch TV. You can email the program uh, kind of the old-fashioned way, so to speak. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. The website is simply TheBillMichaels.com. Find it over there. You find us in uh, all the podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, or over on Google Podcasts as well. That's a great way to keep in touch with the program. Uh, Evo, you producing today? You back at it again today? Oh, baby, we're back at it, Bill. Hell yeah. So here's my question. I know uh, you guys did a little drinking this morning, but... Uh, last <laughs> night, did you get any kind of drunk text if by chance he stumbled upon the 10 to 1 loss of the Brewers out of Rowdy? Um, he, he's a man of his word, Bill. He said he swore off watching the Milwaukee Brewers. So I don't, I don't, okay. I don't think he did. I did get text, uh, at 1 30 in the morning. He wasn't drinking though. He was sending me his gambling picks. He stays up till about 1 a.m. every day. Oh my God. Vetting his, his, his gambling picks. He did yeah, take the Dodgers a... tonight. And the Padres as well. I think he took the Cardinals too. So I don't. None of those okay. bode well for the Brewers. He's very. That's dedication, man. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's dedication. Yeah. Step and do your game. Well, well, Bill, I, I heard you talk about it. Victor Carantini obviously pitched. Uh, uh, you know, the position player, the backup catcher. Uh, the Dodgers also pitched a second baseman last night, and Carantini got rocked. But the Dodgers position player. He didn't even get dusted up. He threw seven pitches, five or strikes, right. and they got out of the inning. It's like yeah. a tough loss last night. Yeah, it was uh, it was not uh, not what uh, you know you were kind of hoping for. I was for I don't know why. I think it was just this joyous optimism. I really thought the Brewers were going to get a win last night, and after the first couple of innings, I went, "Okay, I'm done." I, I I never expected to get up this morning and go, "Oh my God, they came back and won." They just once they were down by down, what was it, seven to one or whatever the hell it was, I was kind of like, okay, I'm yeah, done. Corbin Burns Just, got dusted up, dude. Yeah, not going to happen. But Burns, every now and then he goes through that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's which is okay, but you know, every now and then he just when he doesn't have his control and he walks a couple of batters, that's when you go, okay. Uh, this is not his because he's not a walker. He's a, he's a guy that pounds the strike zone, uh, albeit via the corners and breaking stuff. But he pounds the strike zone. He uh, when he last night when you started to look at his numbers and he threw fifty one pitches for strikes and thirty for balls. And it's like no, normally he's he's forty five pitches for strikes and maybe fifteen or twenty for balls tops. And I thought okay, last night that's 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 not Corbin Burns. So uh, anyway. 
But uh, but last night the Brewers just got drilled. So uh, anything anything out of Badger camp today as we start to close in on the Badger season? Badgers have been really quiet. Well, they, their camp ended on Sunday, so now they're just right. kind of like in a little lull because it was like the open practice on Sunday, yeah. and now we're just kind of we're ten days away. Can you believe that? Ten yeah. days away from September third. I know. I know. I just it's it's just been quiet. It was it was a very quiet camp. I think uh, not a lot of injuries. What just not came a lot out of controversy the other day came out. What is it? Uh, Braylon Allen and Nick Herbig were going to be second team uh, for uh, the AP preseason. Mm-hmm. For yeah. those, so that's I think the last big news to come up for Badgers camp. But there's just not much going on. It's very quiet. It's the deep breath before the plunge, Bill. Is what it is. I uh, I, I the more I. I I look at the Badgers, and the more I lo- watch the Badgers and I think about the Badgers, more people talk to me. I was really optimistic for Badger football. I really, I, I, I still am, don't get me wrong. But I was, like, really optimistic. And people are just killing them. You know, ah, oh, Graham Mertz stinks and this and that and Paul Christ and the offense, and, and uh, they're going to get beat by Washington State. They'll get beat by Ohio State. They're going to get beat when Brett Bielema comes back. They're, they don't ever win down in Northwestern. And I'm like, how many how many losses do people think they're going to take? Five or six in this season? I mean, I I certainly don't. In a twelve game season, that's not including any bowl games. I I had them winning like nine or ten. Is it, I mean, is that what you predicted? Uh, like, if you, if you guys did any predictions at all, but is that what you were thinking? Nine or ten wins this season? I think my low was nine and three. For the Badgers, I mean, yeah. Ohio State, you know, week four in Ohio, that's horseshoe, that's tough. And then you got Michigan State and East Lansing, and you got, right. I guess, Iowa could be a toss-up At there. Iowa. At Iowa. Those are the only ones that I, you know, raise an eyebrow over. I just, uh, you know, I can't imagine them coming in and losing to Illinois, no. with Illinois coming here, and the the return of Brett Bielema into Camp Randall. Northwestern is always, I get it, it's always a struggle. But you got to think talent-wise they're going to win that game. I agree with you. I think uh, the loss to Ohio State, um, it, and let's just say, I don't want to say when they lose, but if they lose to Ohio State and they get drilled, then maybe I begin to think about things differently. But then again, let's say they play Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico State, and it's they're all close games. Do you then raise an eyebrow and go, oh, my God, what the hell? Because this is going to be an ugly, uh, ugly Big Ten season? Because out of those three, who's who, what, is it New Mexico State or Washington State's the better of the two teams? Oh, they're they're not they're not good though. But yeah, Washington State maybe. I but, agree with you. Yeah, it's the Badgers are going to truck. They're just going to roll the first three, and then that Ohio State game. It's <laughs> I don't want to sound like a defeatist already, but you know it's Ohio State. They have three you know Heisman candidates there doing right. their thing. It's and it's it's on the road too. How so. much of an effect though does Ingram have on the offense? You know, Graham Mertz was talking about that last week. Um, they're sticking with the Wisconsin philosophy, but adding in little wrinkles. And I know Graham Mertz was talking mm-hmm. about how he spent a lot more time with the the wide receivers and the skill positions, and really right. trying to you know, Ingram's trying to complement what they do best. We'll see. It's a it's a breath of fresh air. It's someone kind of on the outside coming in, so I do like that. So, but again, it always comes back down. And how many times have we talked about this? The Graham Mertz, right? I I. I... I know that they say they want to stick with Wisconsin offense. I get it because that's what you have right now. It's not like you have all the talent in the world to say, oh, oh we're going to become, 
you know, we're going to become, uh, you know, Miami all of a sudden from years gone by, and you're going to start winging it down the field because you don't have that kind of talent to begin with. But you got to think that you're going to see more motion, movement, you know, scheming guys open. A lot of maybe what we're going to see out of the Green Bay Packers this year, more of that pro style of offense, more movement and motion. I can't imagine it's just going to be, you know, wide out on both sides, tight end on one or the other on the heavy package side. And, you know, uh, a running back in the backfield and Graham Mertz under center consistently. I, I can't imagine that's what they're going to run all the time. I got to think there's going to be more of a wrinkle to this because I don't think you, if you, if that's the way you do it, unless you've got an offensive line that absolutely positively dominates, I don't think you can win that way. And I'll, I'll say this, and I know you don't play to recruit, but I also think you don't, you can't recruit that way. So you got to figure there's going to be some more motion and movement for the uh, for the Wisconsin Badgers coming into the season. Uh, let's do this. I'm woefully late for a break. Uh, if you want to hit us up over on the Bud Light live stream, as many of you already have, we'll get into that coming up here shortly. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome. Hey, I want to let you know we have our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 4th. We are pressing hard, trying to get everybody to get uh, pre-registered. There has been the announcement. It came out uh, a couple of days ago that MKE Brewing, as we know it, is closing. And I've gotten a a lot of questions, and I haven't really gone too deep into this publicly because it's creating just a little bit of confusion. Um, The new owners are taking over on the 31st. So it's going to be open, yes. Uh, it's going to be the same as it's always been. It's just new ownership is coming in, but they are already re- – uh, we've spoken with them. Uh, all there's It's a smooth transition for us, no problem. There is going to be food. There's going to be beverages. There's going to be the brewery tours. There's going to be the rooftop patio is going to be open. Everything is the same. So don't panic. Don't worry. We're all good to go. The only thing that's going to change eventually is the name and the logo, but for right now it all stays the same. But they're great people, and they are one of the big things that they, they wanted when they were deciding to buy MKE Brewing was not to change a thing when it came to the motorcycle ride. They are full supporters of veterans and veterans' causes, and they love it. So they have embraced it. No worries there. So get signed up. I, I checked the weather. I had our guy, Drew Burgoyne, yesterday get a hold of me. And our friends uh, at CBS 58 and Fox 6 both said uh, 74 degrees and sunny. 74 degrees and sunny as of right now for the motorcycle ride. So get signed up. If you're on the Bud Light live stream and you're seeing this, uh, you can scan right now the QR code and get registered. Otherwise, it's simple. All you do is go to fisherhousewi.org. Uh, FisherHouseWI.org, and then go to the events page, and you're going to find it right there. You can also see all the information all the way up to the ride uh, at Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run, and we will keep you completely informed via that as well. So a lot of good stuff there, but get signed up. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, anybody with a motorcycle. And if you want to volunteer, we need volunteers. We still need about six people to help us out. Uh, on the morning of and even if you're a rider you can still come and help out and still do the ride but we just need some volunteers as well so if you can by all means let us know so there you go thanks so much uh, all right back at it 877-867-1670 hit us up if you choose to do so uh let's go to our buddy daniel listening in toma toma hey, what's up buddy 
Good. Right, I have a question on that Davis. They got Danny Davis. Is there a chance you come back for the practice squad since he just got hurt? He seemed like he looked pretty good. Uh, it depends on what the injury is and how long he would be down for. Yes, I think that they want uh, up until the injury. I thought they wanted to float him to the practice squad. Absolutely, but uh, we'll just wait and see how 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 serious they believe the injury to be. Usually, if they cut you loose, it's because it's going to be something that's going to linger, and then they don't want you rehab it on the practice squad. They they just as soon cut you loose and then later on bring you back once you're healthy. So, and that's the okay. same thing they they did the other day to the safety that they ended up uh, jettisoning. So uh, yesterday, so uh, I my my assumption is is yes, they want to bring him to the practice squad. All right, and my other thing is um, you need volunteers. I I'm actually free that day, I believe. Come I on down. I Come on down. From Tulma with my little beater car. <laughs> there you go. Come on down. Throw you in, a, throw you in exactly. the brewery. That's the way to go. We need people to take some of the registration and to uh, stage the bikes. That's it. Okay, I can do that. All right. And then yeah, my car is my farmer horn on it. You'll understand it when you get to see it. Okay. And then, and then I put a, I got a little beater car. My car got hit by a deer, so I'm fixing this car up. and I got a $1,000 radio in it and, uh, and a $100 horn in it. More value than the car. You know, I was going to say, if you got a $100 horn up. Car, but I got me a horn. I got me a oh, my goodness. <laughs> Daniel, thanks for you the phone call, man. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait, man. I appreciate it. He's got the beater car, $100 horn, $1,000 stereo. Car's not worth that. And it got hit by a deer. Not that he hit a deer. It got hit by a deer. So the deer must have just put a can of whoop-ass on his car jumping out of nowhere. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> 877 Hit us up. Oh, good God. Does he call your show, too, Ebo? Uh, no, he does not. No, no. Okay. I could only be so blessed. I was going to say, you, uh, you, you get your fair share of, uh, of imbibing people. Oh, we got, I got ones that build that... <sighs> That I wish would call into your show sometimes, too. <laughs> Charlie? Is Charlie one of them? Scott, Charlie, um, okay. Sasquatch yeah. Mike, there's another one. Yeah. I get Charlie more than anything. And Charlie uh, calls 47 times a show, so which is... Well, it's a light day for him, then. Yeah, when he's feeling saucy. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Man. Uh, Chris says, uh, hey, Unit, uh, how soon do you think David Bakhtiari is actually going to be back? Even though he's starting to partake in some of the practices, uh, how far away is he? I I think they would love to see him get some work in, full pad, all that kind of stuff, coming up next week. But I would not be shocked if it's, say, game two or game three before he actually gets in. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but they, I, I think... Uh, as here's uh, Bill wanted to know how, how, you know, how good he's going to be. He's been out of football for almost two years. I don't know. I know. I certainly, I'll tell you this. I certainly don't expect him to all of a sudden just go out there and be dominant, you know, but I, I would hope that he's at least a semblance of himself. Uh, what else do we have here for you? The, the Packer, he said, uh, how, do you think Danny Etling is going to make the team? Well, he is going to, I, I don't, if they get him, if they keep him, he's inactive, obviously. I don't think he makes the team. 
maybe he floats over, uh, you know, uh, along the way and still remains a free guy. Uh, but there's going to be Rodgers and Love, and that's pretty much it. Uh, you're going to have your running backs. I think the Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, both of those guys. Kylan Hill is going to start the season on the pup list. So that made that running back room just a little bit easier. So you're going to have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. If you had to take one, probably Patrick Taylor. Probably Patrick Taylor or Tyler. Man, Tyler Goodson, he looks really good this camp, too. It's one of the more interesting positions because uh, maybe they keep Tyler Goodson. I think they keep seven wide receivers. Lazard, Watkins, Cobb. That's give me. Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, for sure. Amari Rogers, most likely. Although I don't think he's going to be. I think they're going to still continue to search for somebody better special teams-wise. Uh, and then Jawan Winfrey, I think he's there as well. And uh, Torre, I think, again, goes to the practice squad. Um, the tight end position is going to be interesting because, you know, Robert Tanyan, while he's been back, you wonder how close to being ready to start he is. You got Josiah Aguara, Mercedes Lewis. Tyler Davis most likely is going to be your guy. And we know that Bakhtiari uh, is going to be he's, – he's active. Um Elton Jenkins, he's active. So you got Yash Nyman, John Runyon, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Royce Newman, uh, Jake Hansen, solid, Zach Tom, who they drafted, Sean Ryan. And then I would assume Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones, and I said this uh, on Friday night last week, that dude is looking for a rope on top of his head, a Sherpa, and a goat to climb. That man is a mountain. Have you ever, Ebo? Did you ever make it to a, a Minnesota Vikings game when they had the uh, the big tackle Phil Lodeholt? I mean, I know who you're talking about, but he is a behemoth of a man. Phil Lodeholt is one of the biggest dudes I've ever stood next to, short of a guy like Charles Haley. And Phil Lodeholt in cleats that are an inch high, a helmet on top of his head. The dude looks like he's six ten. Like when when he's in full pads, I mean that's one of the biggest dudes. He had an ass that had its own moon. His <laughs> I mean, just he the dude was huge, man. And this is what this is what Caleb Jones reminds me of. Caleb Jones, if you watched him on Friday night, he was just dump trucking people. I I love the guy. I don't know what he's going to develop into, but I love the guy, man. So I would assume that that's going to be your offensive lineman. Uh, you're going to have Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Jerron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton. Uh, those are going to be your your defensive front, so to speak. Um, Jonathan Ford, Jack Heflin, um, those guys, they're going to be tough to cut. I wonder if Jack Heflin, if they end up keeping, if they end up cutting another player or another space, if they end up keeping a guy like Jack Heflin, he's going to be a tough guy to, to cut for sure. Uh, your linebackers, the outside linebacker position, uh, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, as we know, Garvin, Enigbare really started to lock in this week. Uh, Galia and Hamilton probably are going to be the two closest guys that that uh, either are in or out. Uh, there's Kobe Jones. He's going to be a tough cut as well, but I, I think he's probably on the outside looking in. Inside linebackers, Campbell and Quay Walker, Chris Barnes. McDuffie has impressed the hell out of me. I, I He's he's made the team. He locked in. Um, and then obviously your defensive backs, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes. Uh, 
uh, Shamar Jean Charles, uh, uh, Keyshawn Nixon is another guy. Keandre Thomas is another guy. Rico Gafford. Uh, one of those three probably to go. I would say it's Gafford, but not 100%. And then obviously your safeties, Amos Darnell Savage Jr. Micah Abernathy really stepped up on Friday night, too. He's another guy, Mike Clemens and I were talking about, that's really locked in. And then there's uh, Sean Davis is the other one. Abernathy most likely in. Tariq Carpenter is uh, a guy that they really, really like. Uh, but when they let go of Vernon Scott, and that's the guy's name I was trying to kind of fish in my head for the other day, or, or earlier in the conversation about the other day, who left with a shoulder injury, um, they're probably going to be shopping a little bit maybe for a veteran, but Tariq Carpenter is probably on the outside looking in. So, and then you got Mason Crosby, Pat O'Donnell. The long snapper right now is Jack Coco, so there's going to be no changes there. So that's kind of the way the roster will will shape up for the most part. That's kind of the way the, I, I believe anyway, the roster is going to go. So good stuff and good email. Good question too. I'm going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael sports talk network tonight. We're going to be at the Mecca, the Mecca down in the deer district. Budweiser taking over the uh, beer beverage side of things in the Pfizer forum and the Deer District tonight, and we are going to be there to kind of kick things off. It is the huddle, myself, Kevin Holden from CBS 58. We're going to go on the air at 6 o'clock on many of these same stations, 6 to 8 tonight. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle, and it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. We'll be live in the Deer District at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. Look forward to seeing you down there this evening. They're going to have some prizes, some swag to give away, getting you registered for a big-screen TV that we're giving away at the end of the season as well, yet again this year. So tonight we will see you at the Deer District in the Mecca. It's all brought to you by Bud Light. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michael Show. On the air on this uh, Wednesday. Back at it again tonight. The huddle begins tonight. Looking forward to it. See you at the Mecca Sports Bar down in the Deer District this evening, 6 to 8. Looking forward to that. Uh, a couple people after we uh, just kind of went through the roster there, uh, chiming in, and uh, wanted to talk about a couple of people. How can you let Ertl go? Uh, thoughts there. Uh, look, er, it's not Ertl, by the way. It's Danny Etling. I don't know where you got Ertl from. You say E-R-T-L-E. But uh, it's Etling, Danny Etling, as far as quarterback goes. Um, Packers probably can get him onto the practice squad. Being a seventh-round pick in 2018, it's not as if he's, you know, he has bounced around to quite a few teams, but um, you would assume he's going to find his way there. So I, I'm I'm not completely worried about that. Um, 877-867-1670, By the way, coming up after the top of the hour, Dan Miller, voice of the Detroit Lions, as we continue our look around, we had uh, – our buddy Paul Allen from the Vikings on last week. Dan Miller on this week, the voice of the Detroit Lions. How much, I think the Lions are going to be a team that surprises people this year. Now, I'm not saying they're making the postseason. I'm just saying it's going to be a few more wins sprinkled in than we've seen the Lions culminate in the past. So Dan Miller, voice of the Lions, coming up here in about 15 minutes. Uh, but that, you know, I, I think Etling has practice squad. I think they really like him, and I think we've seen enough out of him to say, yeah, he would warrant that. 
But you didn't see him go against ones and twos. You saw him go against fours and fives. Right? Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Kevin listening to us in central Wisconsin. Kevin, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Oh, it's a beautiful day up here in central Wisconsin, Bill. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to get up to the north woods, as a matter of fact. Get a little bit higher up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the temperatures have been really good, but um, yep. it's starting to become football season. you got the high school, high school football season in full swing and everything like that. But I kind of want to um, talk to you a little bit about the Badgers and Grand Mertz. I'm kind of looking at Mertz this year as the way we are looking at uh, as Jordan Love. Because his first year uh, with Mertz, I mean, he actually had the COVID year. He missed a few games because he had COVID. Last year, they finally kind of got into the, you know, the mix of things and, and got it going. So I'm kind of looking at Mertz this year as maybe more or less like, like the uh, love situation in Green Bay. And we'll see how mm-hmm. like, the first three games go. And I guess I, I uh, your thoughts on that a little bit. Well, I think Mertz, first of all, Mertz has a job. I mean, there's really not anybody behind him, so we all know that Mertz is going to be the quarterback. But uh, you, what what I want to see in the first three games is Mertz just be crisp, not make stupid plays to where we're all looking at each other going, where the hell was he throwing it? Why did he throw that ball? I want to see his reaction time between his mind and his arm be a lot quicker. Whatever the synapses are, they need to be quicker. He needs to understand that. I want to see the field open up for him and everything slow down. So it looks like he sees those windows before the windows open. That's what I'm looking for out of Graham Mertz. Well, I mean, that's, I guess that's where I'm looking at it, too. Um, he's got a good young receiving core. Um, Defensive-wise in the Big Ten, I mean, the only team that, I mean, besides Ohio State, that I really think that could give Wisconsin fits might be that Michigan State game. I mean, I just don't – I only see them, just like you, at the, at the most, maybe losing three games. But, I mean, Iowa, I guess, could be tough, too, going going to Iowa. But I just I – I know. Here's the other thing, and I know that everybody's high on Michigan State coming into the season. There's a lot of reason to be. But Michigan State, you know, other than the fact that they've got a ranking and a lot of hype coming into the season – They've got to prove it to me. Michigan State's been hyped in the past. Now, granted, they've had more success than, say, Nebraska's had when it comes to the hype since, uh, you know, Nebraska's joined the Big Ten. But Michigan State, for a long time, man, it was always supposed to be this is their year. They're going to dominate Michigan. They're going to beat Ohio State. And they take an ass beating. So until yeah. they do it consistently, I'm not going to be a big fan of Michigan State. I think the, I think right now the tougher game to me is obviously Ohio State and then playing Iowa on the road. Those are the two that probably I would circle and say toughest games for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. I don't circle Michigan State in the same light as I do Iowa and Ohio State. And then you know you, you were talking about Minnesota before. I think I think Wisconsin's got a chip on their shoulder from the way they kind of took it on the chin last year up there in Minnesota. I think the, that I think Wisconsin is going to come out firing on all cylinders. But mm-hmm. you're talking about Nebraska. What do you think about that game this weekend in Dublin? Um, boy, I got. Are we there already? Holy mackerel! I you know what? I didn't even look at it. Didn't even pay attention to it. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I, I could sit here and give you a bunch of crap, but I didn't even pay attention to it. Didn't even care. Didn't even care. It's a big so, season starts this weekend, Bill. I didn't even didn't even care until the Badgers are playing. I didn't even care. Didn't even look at it to be honest with you. So what an idiot and am, am I? They play what? Western Michigan, I think, right? No, it's Northwestern. Northwestern. It's Northwestern okay. and and Nebraska. I mean, I didn't believe it either when I was like. 
I was kind of I was watching the Big Ten. Oh, Northwestern, kinda, Northwestern, okay, Northwestern yeah. in Nebraska didn't he, didn't even pay attention to it. I didn't, well, I didn't really realize it either until I was watching the Big Ten Network, Big Ten Network the other night, and uh, wow, I was like, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, that, it's I'm an idiot. I don't know what else to say. Northwestern in Nebraska, you're right, over uh, over in Dublin. In uh, what is that? Aviva uh, is that Aviva Stadium? I think they're playing that thing in. That's what that's why I pronounced it. Yeah, there you go. I didn't even realize it. Holy crap! Oh, actually, it's a, it's All on, right, it's on Fox at eleven thirty too. The only thing I knew was is that early on, what is it? Uh, uh, I was uh, God. Uh, a buddy of mine is a huge Illinois fan. We were just talking about this because when we were out at Wild Ridge Golf Course the other day. The former director of golf there is now working at that university course in Illinois, and I know Illinois hosts Wyoming this weekend because they were going to go down and play the golf course, and then they were going to the game. That was the only one that I really paid attention to. I didn't even realize that that game is going to be in Dublin, Ireland, between North Northwestern and Nebraska. No idea. I'm an idiot. You, you think the Big Ten is going to do that a little bit more now? Maybe with having these contests yeah. and stuff. Yep, absolutely. I think they'll they'll put up big match. I I don't think they're going to take big matches away, say from uh, you know some of the home teams. Like they're not going to move an Ohio State overseas uh, if Ohio State has a game at the shoe. But they could certainly do it if, say, Ohio State's going to play UCLA, and you take those two big teams, those two big you know schools, so to speak, with those viewing audiences, the name and the viewing audience, and put it over there in double. I could see something like that happening, but I don't think they're going to take a game away from the shoe. Yeah, well, I hope they don't take a game away from Cam Brandle either. Right. Yep. No doubt. All right. All right, Bill. You have a great day. Thanks for making me aware, man. Every that's what this program's for. Appreciate it. Every now and then you learn something. Bo, did uh, Evo? Did you realize that that Nebraska and Northwestern's over? They're over in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, we were trying Island. to figure it out, like. Why the hell is Nebraska and Northwestern going to Ireland? I, 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 the only thing I was aware of was that Illinois was playing this weekend. That's it. Yeah, they didn't in, realize they're it. in Dublin. We did a look at the Irish. Like, what Notre yeah. Dame and I don't know, like uh, insert another green colored school going over there, right? <laughs> it's it's, so, it's well. a head scratcher, but it's sort of like the the I, I was trying to look into it. It's like the Irish, the Ireland's tourism trying to. I don't know. I'm a. I have no I, idea. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I. I. I have I think, to. I'm completely dumb on this. I think I Scott Frost is. A, a Scott Frost. Crap, Bill is trying to find a four leaf clover to have some luck to save his job. Yeah. Well, he better put it in his underwear and keep it with him at all times because he that that program hasn't been worth anything for a long time now. I agree. Uh, let's do this. We're really late for a break. Going to take a break, come back, get an update from Mike Clemens. Don't forget Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, coming up after the top of the hour. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Dealing with injuries right now, offensive right tackle Cole Van Lannan, who grew up near Lambeau Field and played for the Badgers, was traded yesterday to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a seventh round pick. I got a year under my belt now, and um, I just really am excited for this opportunity. And you know, I get to play in the National Football League. You know, and I think I just need to show that I'm accountable and consistent and can play at a high level at all positions. And that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm playing all over the board, and I just got to show that it doesn't matter where I play, I can still play at a high level at any position. His new head coach is former Packers quarterback. Doug Peterson. Now the Jaguars are in Atlanta for joint practices against the Falcons. Peterson is looking for a new right tackle on the Jags offensive line. Still some competition there. You know, it'll be it'll be solidified and, and you know, whoever that is will be taking all the reps at that spot. So these are these next two days, the game, you know, as much time if they get any is important for seeing who those five guys are going to be. In Detroit, the Lions have had live tackling sessions in practice and the 
Packers face the Chiefs tomorrow night, where Andy Reid has had Patrick Mahomes playing in the preseason. I asked Matt LaFleur about his decision to keep as many as 30 of his top players out of the game. Yeah, I think everybody's got their own opinion on it, and we're going to worry about the Green Bay Packers and what's best for us, and there's a lot of guys that don't play their guys, too, so... You know, what's the right answer? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. It's whatever works. So, uh, But we're confident in our process and, and just the number of reps and how we're working our guys to get them to where they need to be. And, you know, I'll let you guys uh, criticize all our decisions. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. The, uh, the cool weather is going to start seeping on in, and uh, you're going to go, damn, I wish I would have ordered those windows and doors. Uh, or you're going to sell your house and go, damn, I wish I would have ordered those windows and doors. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they can get you taken care of. And right now, uh, they have 10 years, 2.99%. 10 years, 2.99%. And they can lock you in while everything else is going up. They can lock you in at 2.99 for 10 years. So if you're going to do your whole house, it makes the most sense, right? Uh, you save money. You don't have to come up with everything up front. If you're just doing one window, it's no big deal. One door, no big deal. But uh, if you're going to do your house and you're really thinking about it, you want more economical features in your home, if you want to keep the cold out in the wintertime, the heat out in the summertime, if you want it to be more beautiful, more valuable, you're going to get it back. You might as well go ahead and do it and do it now. Call them, 855-PELLA-WI, 855 P-E-L-L-A, 855-PELLA-W-I, or simply go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Coming up in the next hour, Dan Miller, voice of the Detroit Lions, is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about the outlook and the optimism for this Lions team, uh, which, by the way, Dan Campbell uh, took a lot of criticism, and, and there's this speculation uh, out there that he's just not the smartest when it comes to head coaching material. And he says, I just don't give a damn if they think I'm smart or not. Uh, as long as I'm smarter than the average bear and I get the job done, who cares? Uh, so we're going to talk with him a little bit about that. And we're also going to hear from Mason Crosby coming up in the next hour as well. So stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show on a Wednesday, the Wednesday edition, getting through the hump day, the Wednesday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. More coming up next hour right after this. 